Thank you. Please be seated, socially distant from everyone. <laughs> so I know you can't ye- yell and scream and cheer, but can, can we just give a round of applause of appreciation for our Friday night service team? You don't even know who it's for yet, but because this is incredible. I mean, we've got our band, we've got our production team, we've got the live stream, we've got the host that help us make sure we're safe when we get here. Everyone who put their little contribution to tonight. So let's just give them a round of applause. Come on. Like you're really thankful. Awesome, awesome. And you know what? If, if, you're, if you don't do anything to contribute to our service, why don't you have a think? Hey, what can I bring to the table? Can I press the, the next key so that the right slide, hey, the right slide comes up? That was a bit of a coincidence. Can I, can I play, you know, an instrument? Can I greet people at the door, social, you know, without hugging them? Whatever you can do, why don't you have a thing? How can I contribute to this? Because this is something special that we put on in honour and worship of our God. And I think it's really, really cool that we get to do it again. So welcome. I know you've already been welcomed, but welcome back. Just clearing my throat. I'm not coughing, but haven't talked this much in a while. <laughs> so... What a year, right? Pretty, pretty crazy. I, I did not expect 2020 would be how it is. I think there's something about 20 being like this even number rounding off the teens that makes you feel like, yeah, that's going to be a good year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. I just got a good feeling about that straight away. <laughs> Kaboom. I think it's weird that we call it COVID-19 because it was discovered last year, but it's really actually taken into effect in 2020. So I kind of want to call it COVID-20 sometimes. Um, Hopefully we don't find another virus and that's called 2020 because then we'll have two on our hands. But yeah, this year has has got me thinking, you know, it's been a real year um, of confusion for a lot of people and uncertainty. You know, maybe the way you thought you were going to finish school is not how you finish school. Maybe... What you thought you were going to do at uni is not what you're actually going to do at uni. Maybe your job is completely different now or maybe you, that idea has had to be left on the floor and alternatives have had to come out. Maybe you've feared for your health and the health and safety of your friends and family. Maybe you've feared for your mental health because you haven't been able to do some of the fundamental normal things like have community with the people that we love and get along with. And there's been a lot of uncertainty in the air and confusion. And and it's got me thinking, you know, this year, before we knew any of this was going to happen, we we said, you know, our vision is going deeper and stretching wider, going deeper into the things of God and getting a new understanding and a new foundation in, in our faith. And I think it's so relevant this year. And so when the possibility of coming back to Friday night services arose, I started to think and to pray, what, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to best utilize this? And I thought, you know what? We need to go back to basics in a sense. We, we need to get down to what is the fundamental question? What, what really matters to me? What, what is it that I should build my life upon? And so I was thinking about that and, and going through a whole lot of different ideas. And I, I, I've heard this saying where it's like, I, I believe in God and I know I'm a Christian, 
and I just know it in my Noah. Have you ever heard of that, I know it in my Noah? We're not talking about Noah and the ark, we're talking about a know-er. The part of you that knows stuff, yeah, I just know it in my Noah. I just know that God's real, I just know that I'm a Christian, I just know that the Bible's good, I just know it in my Noah. And you know what, there's a whole group of people where that's totally fine. That's, that's enough for them. That's like, yeah, I know it in my Noah. I just have faith and I believe, and that's really good. I'm not one of those people. It just, I, I need to know why. I need to know, but okay, how do I know that's true? Why should I think that that's true? And so what I want to do over the next term, me and the team, we, we want to unpack some things, some truths for you to not just know what you believe, but to know why you believe it. If you don't know what you believe, you're just kind of going with the flow and life will take you who knows where. And you might know what you believe, but if you don't know why you believe it, you're not going to be able to help anybody else out. It's like, yeah, I believe this, this, and this, and this is what I'm building my life on. Yeah, but why? Why do you believe that? Well, I, I don't know. I just do. I just know it in my Noah. We want, to, we want to be equipped so that we can help those who are looking for answers. And so that's what we want to do this term starting tonight. Get a big one. Okay. So let's start with the question that I think matters the most. Why should I believe that there is a God? I think here we go. Why should I believe there's a God. And it does say part one in the corner. That's cool. There's two parts to this because it's quite a big idea. Why should you? Why should you think that God exists? I think this is the most important question. Because if he's real, that sets your life on a particular direction. And if he's not, that could set your life on a number of other directions. And so I think we need to start here tonight and answer this question, why should I think that God is real? Why should I believe that there is a God? I think a lot of people approach this this question the wrong way. And I've been in many Facebook arguments through my late teen years and and people say, well, prove to me 100% without a shadow of a doubt that God's real. And then Someone like me might say, well, prove to me without a shadow of a doubt 100% that God's not real. And and no one can do either one of those things. This is not a question of 100% certainty, definitely, no matter what. We know this for a fact to be true. It's not that type of question. This is actually a question of probabilities. And if you don't like maths, that's okay. Just hang on. What we want to know is, is this idea more likely true then false. Is it more likely true that God is real than it is that he's not real? Because that is how, that's how we have to approach this kind of thing. But the beauty of it is, if you get multiple things, the independent things that are saying the same thing, when you put them together, the whole is much greater than the sum of the parts. It's like synergy. You know, if Judah can lift 100 kilos and I can lift 100 kilos, you would think that together, if we tried to lift up a 200 kilo block of cement, 100 plus 100, 200, yet you should be able to do that. But in actual fact, there's this thing called synergy where 
I can lift 100, he can lift 100. Chances are we can lift 230. Because the whole, the teamwork, the synergy of, of both of us is greater than the sum of the individuals in that equation. And so when you're trying to figure out, is God real? We're going to use this same approach. We're going to have arguments, logical thoughts, and each one of them being more likely true than not. And when you sum them together, you get a very, very strong case for why we should think that God is real. Making sense? Give me a nod. I know you can't talk, especially can't see your lips move behind the masks. It's kind of weird talking to people in masks. Am I infected or something? No. Anyone who's going to preach, you'll know what I'm talking about later. So we're building a case. So I know half of the room is gone, awesome, theology, in-depth discussion, deep thoughts, sign me up, this is going to be awesome. And the other half of the room is gone, oh my gosh, if you're not asleep already. <laughs> and so I thought rather than me rambling on and trying to explain really complicated ideas to you, I found some videos, because who likes videos? Five-minute videos, and they're graphical, they're cool, they sound cool. They're exciting, and they explain these ideas quite simply. Now, I have four arguments for why you should think that God is real. But we're going to tackle two of them tonight and two of them next week. So I'm going to, you know, give it to you slow, give it to you easy so you're not overwhelmed. And so we're going to look at two of these tonight. But there's a little bit of a hiccup, especially for those watching at home. I think I'm going to look in this camera, maybe. Yep, excellent. I apologize, it didn't even occur to me that copyright exists still, even though COVID happened, which means that we can't broadcast you these videos directly, but they are on YouTube for you to go and search yourself. So hopefully we'll get the links up there as well, or we'll put the links up after, and you can go and watch it. In the meantime, if you're watching the live stream, you're just going to have to hang on and wait for five minutes, and then we'll get back to you. Um, everyone here, we can still watch it here. So... Without any further ado, let me throw over to our first argument for why you should believe there's a God.
name a bit better than that. So I'm sorry if that went by super fast, but you can go and watch it again after tonight. It's on YouTube. I've watched it maybe 10 times myself just to make sure I understand. But I think this is really cool. You know, this argument is, it's the why. Why is there something rather than nothing? Why is there anything at all? It, it's like, have you ever talked to a three-year-old? Okay, it's time for dinner. Why? Because it's dinner time. Why? Because that's where the earth is on the state around the sun. <laughs> like, how many whys do you need to know? But when you're a little kid, there's a curiosity that is built into each and every single one of you. And you say, but why? 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 And drive your parents crazy. <laughs> but that very, that very question within you is evidence to say that there must be a reason for why there is something rather than nothing at all. Now, if you have any questions about anything that we talk about tonight, that's awesome. Because if you're in a huddle, our plan is that over this next week when you meet with your huddle, you're going to have an opportunity to talk about what is talked about tonight. And we're going to do this every single week with our Friday, Friday night messages, that we're going to break them down further into huddle. And I would love it if you could collect your questions in your huddles, pass them through your mentors, and get them back to me. Because I want to have an opportunity every Friday night to get up and answer some of your questions that you've had throughout the week. Okay? So if you have a question, awesome. Write it down. Don't go, oh, I don't understand it. Don't worry. It's really important that you understand it, and we want to take the time to help you to understand. So talk to your leader or message me directly if you have any questions, and I'm excited to try and figure out how to answer some of your really hard questions next week. If I can't answer them, I'll just tell you that I can't answer them. Awesome. So let's have a look at this argument from contingency. So can we pop up? Here it is, the premises in case they, they move back too far. So we've got one, two, three statements. And if you believe that those three statements are true, then the fourth conclusion is also true. So, number one, probably the most confusing one, everything that exists has an explanation for its existence, either in the necessity of its nature or an external cause. So, I hope that makes sense to you, but let me explain it quickly if it doesn't. So, there is a reason for everything. You can't just say, well, it's just there and there's no explanation. Where did the egg come from? It came from the chicken. Where did the chicken come from? It came from the egg. I don't know which one came first, but one of them did, and now we have chickens and eggs, and they cause each other to happen. Everything has an explanation for its existence, and everything, including the universe, needs to have an explanation for why it exists. And we know that the universe is caused by something because it can't cause itself. And the only thing that can cause it is something that is outside of the universe or beyond the universe, powerful enough to make it. If the universe has an explanation of existence, that explanation is God and the universe exists. So I'm pretty sure you guys agree the universe exists. You exist even if you are a simulation brain in a jar on a desk somewhere. You still exist, so that's good. Um, and the second one, the explanation is God. And now let's go to the next slide to see why that is. 
we're going to define God as the extremely powerful, uncaused, necessary existing. In other words, he can't not exist. He doesn't need to be caused. He just is because that's what he is. He's non-contingent, meaning he's not dependent on anything else to exist. He's non-physical, immaterial. He's not made up of anything that's in the universe. He's eternal, and he created the entire universe and everything in it. Okay, I hope that made sense. If it doesn't, send through your questions. Let's get into argument number two. Another reason why you should think that God exists. This is called the cosmological argument. And we're going to show that other video as soon as the team's ready to pop it up. See you soon, live stream.
Awesome. Number two, the cosmological argument. So we know that the universe began. We've discovered that through modern science, but we can hypothesize that that's true by the second law of thermodynamics. Now, if you haven't done that at school, that's the thing called entropy. And if you don't know what entropy is, there's a really good way to find out. You just clean your whole house. You make it as clean and ordered and neat and tidy as possible. And then you get my two daughters and you leave them in there for five minutes. Everything will be a mess. Every toy will be out on the ground. The food will be spilled. There'll be crumbs everywhere. The door will be open. There'll be muddy footprints going through the thing. There'll be crumbs on the lounge. The TV remote's completely missing. It will be chaos. That's what entropy is. Things of order will end up going to a state of chaos. In other words, usable energy, potential energy, which is things that are ordered, will be used up into unusable energy, which will just be this big warm soup of nothing that you can do anything with. So we know the universe had a beginning. If you look at the stars through a telescope, you can measure what's called redshift, which means if you know what a star is made of, you know what color light it will shine off of it. And so you can expect, okay, we should see this color light, this shade of yellow or blue or whatever. But if it's moving in a certain direction, if it's moving away from you, then the length of that, the wavelength of the light will increase, therefore making it shift slightly towards the red color. If it's moving towards you, it, the le- wavelength of the light will decrease, making it smaller, meaning it will shift more towards the violet color. I think I got that the right way around. Harry, yes? Good. He's doing like year 12 science and stuff, so he should be able to correct me. So that's how we know, if we look around, the galaxy is expanding, it's getting further away, everyone's getting further away, they're all socially distancing. It means that they had to be close together. If you play back time, go backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards, we'll find out that at some point, everything was all together. Now, how long ago was that? I don't know, it doesn't really matter for this argument, whether it was soon, far away, it can be any amount of time, but at some point, the universe began. And we know that everything that begins has a cause, the chicken and the egg. And so if we pop up the premises of that argument, whatever begins to exist has a cause, and we can see from all of that evidence that the universe began to exist, therefore it has to have a cause. And then the question is, well, what is the cause? What could cause a universe? And we go to the next slide. It must be a spaceless, timeless, immaterial, uncaused, and unimaginably powerful being that could choose to create. I don't know if you have any other definitions of that other than God. Awesome. Well, I hope that made sense to you. I think that one's a bit simpler than the first one. The first one is, why is there anything? And the second one is, what caused the universe? And if you get them mixed up, that's okay. They're kind of similar. But what's powerful about it is they're actually independent arguments, which means if they're both more likely true than not, then they synergize together, creating an even stronger argument for why God is real. These are important questions. It really does matter whether God is real or not. And I wonder if you would just take a moment to think about that. What would your life look like if God wasn't real? 
And what would your life look like if he was real? How would that change how you get out of bed in the morning? How would that change where you're directing your life towards? This, I think, is the most important question. It's the the question in which we find our identity. Who are you? Who are you in the universe among everybody else? And the meaning. Okay, so who are you and then what should you do with your life? It's really, really important. So there's two arguments. There are two more. I'm not going to hit you with them now because that's a lot to digest. Next week, we're going to tackle the fine-tuning argument and the moral argument, which is super relevant today. So uh, let me pray for you as we wrap up tonight, and, uh, and then I'll hand back over to Megan. Yeah, she is awesome. Lord, thank you so much for this incredible church and everybody who is watching tonight. God, we are, we're just seeking to know the truth. And, uh, and God, I just thank you that there are so many incredibly smart people, smarter than me, who've done the research to, to figure out the why, why we believe what we believe. So God, would you help us understand and get a new dimension to our knowledge of you? Would you be with us tonight? Would you prevent any more spread of COVID in Jesus' name? And, uh, and, and let's have a fantastic end to the year. In Jesus' name, amen.